Hi, everybody. This is Debbie Portell with Integrity Training Systems. I am here doing podcast number five, and this one is titled, How Strong Is Your Want To? I was listening to a sermon tonight, and the, the pastor said, how strong is your want to? I wish I could tell you which pastor it was, but uh, unfortunately, I, it was just kind of one of those random YouTube uh, motivational sermons that I was listening to, and that was one of the first things that he said in his sermon was, how strong is your want to? And that resonated with me because I deal with people every single day that kind of start to lose their want to. They start to lose their desire. They also start to lose, you know, their reason behind what they're doing and their focus. And how strong is your want to mean something to me? Because you have to start thinking about, you know, the reasons that you're quitting and, you know, you know what's really been holding you back and why you continue to stay held back from be- being able to get where you want to go. You know, when you're Let's say that your desire is to live a healthy life and to be fit. Um, I'm not even going to try to put the aesthetics in there. I'm, I'm not even going to talk about you know wanting to look great. I'm going to talk about wanting to feel great right now because honestly, if you focus on feeling great, you will end up looking great and it, w- it won't take effort. You won't have to put all of your effort on the looking good. If, as long as you feel good, you will start looking good because you'll start taking in what it takes to be able to drop inflammation from your body and to really be able to get your body into the position that it needs to be in so that it can feel great. But if you're going along and you're working on a program and you're really trying to eat clean and you're staying consistent with that clean eating, and then all of the sudden, out of nowhere, you get a craving. And so, you know, I I hear this all the time from clients. Well, what do I do if I start craving this? Or what do I do if I start craving that? And the reality of it is, is that if you're truly trying to achieve weight loss and you're really trying to get yourself into a position of, you know, just better health and you've been dealing with some symptoms in your body, then you have to ask your question, well, how strong is your want to? So how strong is your want to to be able to be fit? How strong is your want to to be able to look better, to be able to feel better, to be able to remove those symptoms from your body? When you get that craving, then that that desire to, to want those things has to become strong longer than that particular craving. Everyone is going to have the desire for something and they're going to have a craving for something, but you can't actually live based off of that desire. You have to live off of discipline. So the reality is, is what do you do? I mean, when you get a, when you get a craving, do you quit? I mean, if you actually start to crave sugar, do you just quit the clean eating program that you're on just because you have a craving? You can't. You can't just quit because you have a craving. You just deal with the craving. No one is deserving of sugar. People kind of have this impression that they feel like throughout the day at some point they should be allowed to have sugar or at some point they should be allowed to have alcohol. But if they're dealing with high blood sugar or high blood pressure, inflammation, swelling, you know, digestive issues, so many different scenarios that they could be dealing with, they're they're not going to be in a position to where they can freely have those types of foods. One of the best ways to really deal with having cravings and balancing your um, palate so that you're not having cravings on a regular basis is to just truly eat clean and to make sure that you have balanced nutrients with every meal. So just because a banana's clean doesn't mean you should just run out the door and eat one. Just because eggs are healthy for you doesn't mean that's all that you should eat. 
You have to make sure that your meals are balanced with the appropriate amount of fat, the appropriate amount of carbs, and the appropriate amount of protein so that everything's kind of sandwiched in so that you're not blowing your blood sugar up and it's not just collapsing on you, therefore leading you to a craving. Most cases, when someone starts messaging me telling me that they're craving something, I'm not trying to figure out how to fight the craving. I'm trying to figure out what caused the craving because you didn't just randomly start getting a craving. We need to determine what been different, what's gone off track that's caused you to have that craving. In most cases, I find out that the person skipped their afternoon snack or they ended up having a lunch where they didn't get the appropriate amount of fat in their lunch or they didn't measure the meat in their lunch so they really don't know how much protein they actually had. So they didn't truly get that balance of the nutrients in there. So now they're suddenly having a craving. Or maybe they went ahead and had a sauce that they shouldn't have had or maybe they went ahead and had something breaded in a way that they've never had or maybe they had a piece of bread for that matter and they're not used to eating bread. The craving usually comes from something. Now for females, there's always going to be that time of the month where we might need more calories or have the desire to have more calories and therefore we may be craving you know, different things because our hormones change. That is a little bit different, but the reality of it is, is usually there's a cause to the craving. So even given that set of circumstances, there is a cause to the craving. So if your desire is stronger to be healthy than that craving, great. If it's not, do it anyways, because the reality of it is, is your, your, your desire to want to be healthy has to be stronger than the fact that you have a craving one day. Just because you have a craving for sugar doesn't mean that you need to have the sugar. It doesn't mean that sugar is owed to you. Food needs to be fuel for your body. It doesn't need to be fuel for your desire, okay? Your desire needs to be fed by something else. Mine is fed by faith. Um, that's what fuels me. But my food is what carries me through the day and it's what sustains me. So I don't just run off of whatever I'm craving. You know, if you've if you've balanced your nutrients and you know that you have enough fat in your in your body and that you're getting enough protein, then you need someone to kind of take a look at what you're having and also maybe take a look at your blood work and just make sure that there isn't something going on. So let's say you have a bad meal or you have something that you shouldn't have do you quit? Do you lose your want to because you have that? Because you feel like, oh, well, I've had a bad meal. I've, I've, I've cheated. So I've already thrown away the day. So I might as well just eat whatever I want for the rest of the day. Just because you have one meal, you know, that isn't good. Or just because you have one, you know, one little snack that doesn't work or, or, or isn't clean doesn't mean that you need to go off plan and just completely ruin an entire day or ruin an entire entire week. How strong is your want to? Remember, go back to how strong is it? Do you want to be healthy? Do you want to remove arthritis? Do you want to get the inflammatory responses that your body's having out of your body? Then it really doesn't matter that you had that off meal. Go home and have a clean meal. If you just went and did something that you shouldn't have done, then go home and put something clean in your body to just really try to reset yourself. So if you just ran into the gas station and picked up a bunch of junk food, go home and make yourself a healthy meal. Commit yourself to being back on track with your next meal. Don't allow your brain to let you get to a path where you just start consistently having bad things. 
You know, do you want better health? If you want better health, then you have to make these choices even when it's hard. And if it's a struggle, then that means you're really trying, you're, that means you're really actually accomplishing something. Nothing that's ever been worth having has ever come easily. So you have to understand that your health is something you will work at for the rest of your life. It's not a three-week program. It's not a, tw- a three-month program. Achieving good health is a lifetime program. When I do nutrition with folks, I truly try to teach them how to eat for a lifetime, not just for a short-term goal. Now, granted, I help people accomplish short-term goals all the time, but my goal is to not see you come back a year later, back to your original weight that you started at. I really want you to stop chasing weight loss and I want you to start chasing your health. It matters so much. So my question is, what's driving you? What is it that's, what's the engine in you? Because why do you keep running out of gas with this health deal with with trying to chase after feeling good and looking good why do you keep running out of gas why do you keep running into walls why do you keep ending up going backwards what is driving you is desire driving you or is discipline driving you because if desire is driving you and that might be the desire to look good that might be the desire to feel good, but discipline is what's going to need to drive you through each day. The commitment to something, the discipline, the pattern, your daily routine, making a commitment every single day to go in the refrigerator the night before and see what it is that you're going to eat for the next day, to have a schedule and to be organized and to know what you're going to eat the next day. Discipline in all areas of your life, getting to the grocery store, knowing and being organized of what day that you're going to get there, getting the food prepped. If you don't have time to do any of that, then go to Pure Plates, stop by Pure Plates down in Chesterfield, over in Kirkwood, pick up some meals, have them delivered to your house. Do what you have to do in order to not let desire run you, meaning, oh, it's the afternoon and everybody's going for Starbucks. I really want to go. I think I, I think I, it would be great because I'm just feeling kind of low to go ahead and go and have that sugary drink. That's your desire, but discipline would tell you, I can't put that sugar in me because I know how I'm going to feel and I know the response that I'm ultimately going to end up getting and it's going to be so negative and I really can't afford to put that in my body. I've done too well for too long. Discipline has to be the lead. You can't let the desire for something that's terrible for you take you down your road or your path to good health. How strong is your desire to eliminate depression, to eliminate anxiety, to regain mental clarity and get more focus? If you wake up and you're having a panic attack or you're having an anxiety attack on a daily basis, how strong is your desire to change that? You know, mental illness is a real disease. It's just like having, you know, irritable bowel syndrome. It's just like having rheumatoid arthritis. It's just like having a disease. It is a disease. So when you have depression or you have anxiety, it's not just something that you take a pill for every day and suddenly you're better. Because honestly, half the time the pill can make it worse. You really have to think about what you're putting in your body and what is what you're putting in your body doing for you. If you're depressed, if you're anxious, if you're dealing with attention issues, you really got to think about how balanced your brain is and what are you starting your day with. 
with. So you're starting your day with a coffee that has a bunch of terrible ingredients and way too much sugar in it? Are you starting it with a donut or a pastry? Are you going to work and then having a candy bar? Are you even balancing your nutrients? At lunchtime, are you just eating a, a bread and, and potatoes? Are you, you know, just consuming things with lots of food coloring, food dyes, and just tons of different types of sugars, those are impacting your brain. So that anxiety and that depression could decrease and improve significantly if you started balancing your nutrients. Your brain goes flat if it doesn't have quality fat. You've got to make sure if you're going to take the time to go to the doctor and talk to them about depression and anxiety, then you need to take the time to go to someone and talk to them about your food and try to get on the right food plan. This is a commitment. This doesn't get taken care of overnight. When I do nutrition, I do a five-month program, and I do that for a reason. It takes time. Most of my clients renew again after five months. They need the accountability, but they need to go through that next season of their life. You need to understand that the food that you're taking in and what you're starting yourself with every single day is really going to be the compass to how you lead the rest of your day. So rather you lead a defeated day and lack of energy and a lack of desire to do anything, or you lead the day as a champion, it's really going to have a lot to do with what you're taking in in your body. So balancing those nutrients avoiding sugar, and really getting to a point where you understand that your food can be directly related to increasing or decreasing your depression and anxiety and or any attention issues that you're, that you're, that you're dealing with. How strong is your want to to be a better athlete or to just be stronger in the gym? You don't have to be, you know, on a team to want to be stronger in the gym. You know, you can go in the gym three, four, five times a week and still not be able to do pull-ups. In your whole life, you've wanted to be able to do pull-ups. You can want a certain number on the bench press. You know, you can, you know, decide that you want to be able to run a little bit faster or a little bit longer. But the reality is, is that you know, what are you doing to be able to accomplish that? You know, what what have you set in motion to be able to be stronger, to be able to be faster? You know, what is it that it, you're, you're making a commitment to to help you to be able to go to that next level? Well, the reality is, is, is your want to strong enough to get up and stretch every day? Is your want to strong enough to make sure that you foam roll? Is your want to strong enough to even know what the word mobility is? Because you're only going to be as strong as all those areas that are weak on you are. So if you continue with the weakness, it's going to limit your ability to get stronger in any of those areas. So I'm asking you, how strong is your want to? How strong is your desire to be stronger? Well, you need to stretch and foam roll. You need to work on your mobility. But if you want to be a better athlete and you want to to be better in the gym, how strong is your want to? Why won't you hire a personal trainer? You spend money on coffee from Starbucks, five, six dollars a day, but you won't spend $130 a month to have someone professionally show you what you need to do and to have someone really analyze and identify any muscle imbalances that you have to really teach you how to be structurally sound so that you're not just running through the motions in the gym, doing exercises that are actually furthering your imbalances. How strong is your want to? Do you really want to be better? If you really want to be better, I would consider hiring someone that could help you to be better. Get a coach, 
Get a trainer. Get someone that knows what they're doing. Don't just go into a fitness center and have someone start throwing you down on the ground doing burpees. Go to someone that really understands the structure and alignment and cares about that first and then wants to make you stronger and faster. Because if you don't have a base foundation of flexibility and mobility, you're not gonna have strength. You're not gonna have a solid structure in order to be faster. It, it, it all ties in together. But how strong is your want to to be better and to be stronger in the gym? If it's strong, then you, you have to make all of this a priority. If you don't want to hire a professional, you're you're cutting yourself off from how far you can go. If you think about when you were in school and you were you were on a team, you know, you were really kind of only as good as your coach was. You might have been a great player, but if your if your coach didn't really know how to bring that out and put you in the right position, you know, I mean, you 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 probably really weren't showing all that you could. I remember I played basketball in school, and my coach had me in as a forward. And he put me in the point card, and I just excelled. And as a forward, I was almost non-existent. I mean, I was short. I was really short. But I was fast. I was really fast. And as a point guard, I was just able to really get past people. I, I was good at passing and getting it to the right person so that the ball could get into, you know, in, into the hoop. I wasn't always concerned with me being the one that made the, the goal. I was concerned with getting it to the right person to make the goal. But I was coached that way. I was taught that way. I had someone look to identify and assess what my strengths were. And that's just one sport. I could go through every sport that I've ever done. I did gymnastics my young adult life. I had folks that determined where my strengths were. They saw where my assets were and how muscular I was, and they really took advantage of that. But they also saw where my weaknesses were, and that's what really prompted me to start getting into the gym. It prompted my dad to start teaching me about working out because the reality was I needed upper body strength, and without that upper body strength, I wasn't going to get better in gymnastics. So you, you need a professional that can come and they can show you, listen, I know you've been in the gym for 20 years. I know you think you know what you're doing and you do know what you're doing, but let me step out of the box and take you to a level that you're not able to take yourself because that's not your profession. I can't tell you over the years how many personal trainers I've worked with as a personal trainer and I've trained them to be better trainers. But the way I train them to be better trainers is by training them and their body and improving their body. And when they learn how to be structurally sound and when they learn how to be stronger and faster and more flexible, they help Help other people to be stronger, faster, and more flexible. That's just the way it goes. I gotta tell you one thing: how strong is your want to? You, what you eat matters. If you have a strong want to and you have a strong desire, you have to care about what you eat. I don't care how many hours you spend in the gym. I don't care what commitment you make to your sport. You will be better in your sport because you pay attention to what you eat. You will be a better mother, a better father. You will be a better wife. You will be a better husband. You will be better at work. You have to care about what you eat. Nobody really knows anymore what they should be eating. Hire a professional. Get with someone that does more than just count your macros. Help someone to help you understand what ingredients are, why you need to balance those nutrients, what can happen to your 
your body, if you bring in foods that can increase inflammation, raise your blood sugar and raise your histamine levels. It's so important to really get with someone that really understands the backdrop behind food. Please don't discredit and don't dismiss the importance of what you eat. I don't care how strong your want to is. If you're not paying attention to what you eat, you will never get there. You will keep running in reverse. How strong is your want to? I pray today that it is stronger than than it was 20 minutes ago before you started listening to this. But I also pray that you will take advantage of this information and you'll start using it to your advantage by making the right choices with your food or simply by filling your tank with something clean. If your want to has emptied and you truly don't have what it takes to move on anymore and you feel like you are running on empty, the first thing that you can do if you've run out of gas and you're on the side of the road, the first thing that you can do is start filling your tank with what you can fill it with. Put YouTube on. Start listening to someone motivating. I like to listen to Eric Thomas. I like to listen to Les Brown. I really like to listen to Jocko Willink. He is amazing. He talks about discipline. I like to listen to sermons. I have several different pastors that I listen to on a regular basis. I listened to one on the way in to do this podcast, and it completely changed the subject that I was going to do just because I heard this guy say, how strong is your want to? And it was like, Ah, that makes so much sense. We give out, we run out of gas, and then we give up. All you have to do is refuel the tank. A quarter tank of gas will get you to the gas station. So get that YouTube on. Start motivating. Start listening to people that are disciplined and start taking on what they're saying. Go to church. Read the Bible. Read a book about someone who's been successful at what you want to do. Meet with people. I am never intimidated by people that have more money than me. I'm never intimidated by trainers that are better than me. I'm never intimidated by people that know more about, about food and about nutrition and about supplementation and about medicine than me. I, in fact, intentionally try to surround myself around people like that. I like to be around Dr. Richard Bly. I like to be around Dave from O'Fallon Nutrition. I like to be around Dr. Ava Frick that was on my show this weekend. She works with dogs. Dogs, but she's amazing. I like to be around Dr. Anna Bone because she's taught me so much about my immune system. I don't look at that from an intimidation standpoint. I look at that as growth and I want to be better. If your tank is empty, fuel it with the right fuel. If you're spending your time around people that don't care about what they eat, don't care about what they drink, that are constantly trying to drag you to a bar, that are constantly trying to drag you to go get sugar with them, you are never going to be successful at this. Now, I'm not telling you you have to dismiss your family or dismiss your friends, but you have to stand up for what you're trying to accomplish and you have to say, I can't participate. I'm sorry. I'll hang with you when you get back. But if you really care about me, you need to understand that I've got to accomplish this. I need this for my health. I need this for my wellness. I can't go down this path for you. If all the people you spend your time with tanks are empty and they have no want to, what makes you think you're not going to end up being just like them? You've got to start finding a way to look at data, to surround